Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. You may have your seats, amen. We are so happy that you are here today, amen, on Kingdom Sunday. People ask me, what? well, Pastor, what's, what's Kingdom Sunday? What's well, just today, you know, we've been talking about Kingdom, but we're going to celebrate it. And, so, you know, I, I've learned in my short time in, in my pastorate that you know, we can do a lot of uh, inspiration and impartation as preachers. And that's, and, and that's what the Word of God is for, and, and we should give inspiration, we should give impartation. But that without activation does no good. Because faith without works, active and proactive steps in executing the Word of God that we understand profits us nothing. We just went through uh, emotional exercise and we went through, we might have more head knowledge, but if we don't exercise that head knowledge out of our spirits, it profits us nothing. Tell somebody it profits you nothing. One thing when I look, at, look back at the early church and its birth and its inception, that it was an active church. Not only did they just relish in the fact that they walked among Jesus and they saw Jesus and they had first-hand account, not like us, we're reading other, other accounts, but they literally saw Jesus. They saw the blind man healed. They saw the dead girl being raised from the bed, from, from the bed of sickness. All those things, and it provoked them to action. God cares about proactive kingdom action so much, he named a book after it. Acts. Perhaps. The book called Acts. It's short for Acts of the Apostles. Tell somebody Acts. A lot of times people stop at, you know, on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come, they were all in one place in one accord and the mighty rushing wind filled the place and all this stuff. And they, and they spoke with cloven tongues of fire and then Peter said, you know, this is, this is, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And people stopped there. But the, but the infilling of the Holy Spirit was for them to take action. And it wasn't just this action. It was to go out and affect the world. Doesn't matter, you have to affect the world. We hold this truth in the earthen vessel, but a vessel that we are not to be, to be a vessel of storage. We're not a Tupperware container, we are a pitcher. So what we hold, we should be pouring out, amen? Amen, so when we are, when we, when we are, are blessed with the mighty precious gift, and how many of you thank for the gift of the Holy Spirit? Oh, he's a leader, he's a teacher, he's a God, or he's a rebuker sometimes. But everything he does is good. But it's more than just to get us excited, and we can get excited. It's more than just to give us a feeling going up our spine and our leg. It's more than speaking in a tongue, and all those things are the sensory things that God gives us. I believe that God gave us our senses as the salt and pepper of life. You know, life would be mighty bland and boring if we couldn't see uh, the vividness of the colors of the leaves about to change in the fall. You know what I mean? God gives us those senses so that we can, we can perceive this wonderful earth that God gave us. 
but we can't stay in that sensory realm, amen? The Word of God says we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight is representative of the other senses. We can't walk by what we, even though God gave, it to, gave us our senses to perceive the world around us, we can't be led by them. Meaning you can't be led by that, by, by that evil report that the doctor gave you, what you heard, or the scans that you saw. Tell somebody, I can't walk by that. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's evidence of things that we can't sense through our natural mechanisms, but through the Spirit, we know that God is working it out. Tell somebody, God is working it out for you. And so we're we're talking about kingdom, and today it's going to be very specific today. It's about, somebody say connect, build, and grow. One way for the kingdom to go forward is if we connect with each other, if we purpose in our mind to be intentional to build the kingdom, and that we grow from what we're exposed to, amen? I want to read one of our core scriptures that we've been um, looking at. Uh, you know, no, no, man, I, I'll, I'll skip to it right here about connections. Somebody say connections. It's important that we have connections, people of God. Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, says this. And this is for all those people who want to be loners. I ain't rebuking you today. I'm just, I'm just letting the word just kind of just talk to you, okay? Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, ninth verse is this. Two people are better off than one. That'll preach all by itself. For they can help each other succeed. Tell somebody, I need you. Ten says... If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. (laughs) Tell somebody, don't be in trouble. Levin says, likewise, two people lying, lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? See, this word is telling us that we are not an island unto ourselves. Listen to this, y'all. Even Jesus needed Judas. I know people are like, oh, oh, you ain't nothing but a Judas. No, Jesus even needed Judas because the other ones loved him so much they would not have turned on him. So even the people that do you wrong, you need them in your life. If it wouldn't have been for Judas, Judas would not have made it to the cross. So you, you, you need everybody in your circle. Now, I'm not saying lay yourself down to get, you know, on a chopping block to get hurt. No, nobody's saying that, but what I'm saying, when it happens, all things, according to Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord called according to his purpose. So don't, don't you, know, you know, we got the tendency to want to be mad at people, but sometimes God is allowing things to happen to get you to a place to where your reliance is only on him. Because if they didn't turn their back on you, you'd be a slave to what they could do for you. And when you reach the place that God is said was your destined place, they will have to take the credit. But God said, because I won't, I won't share my glory with nobody, I'm going to make sure that you're gonna, you will have no other option but to rely on me. 
And I know sometimes it hurts. We don't understand it because, see, we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so sometimes when God is separated and he's pulling people, he's extracting people out of our lives like, 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 a, like a wisdom tube. And sometimes it hurts and there's, and there's pain and there's swelling. But you have to trust in the almighty will of God. I didn't get up here to say all this, but evidently somebody needed. You need to trust what God allows because his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. He told Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. You may be the main actor in your movie, but he's the director. And he knows what he's doing. Tell somebody to trust, tell somebody to trust him. But it says right here, he said, but how can a person, one person alone be warm? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. That's what the devil plays. He plays an isolation game. I was telling the staff yesterday, we have to get together all the more so that we can fellowship with each other, so we can know. So the strong can bear the infirmities of the weak. How can I do that if all we say is hey and bye? Oh, what the Lord will drop that in my spirit. Yes, sometimes God will. But sometimes it takes being beside somebody and understanding. And being say, hey, you need to, hey, do you, hey, I need to talk for a second. Go ahead. I'm putting down what I do. You got my undivided. And that's what we're going to do. You know why? Because I was telling the staff yesterday, one of the main things that the devil uses to defeat the people of God is discouragement. He uses discouragement through delaying things getting in things because he knows if you lose your heart and if you lose your courage that's the fuel of your faith and without faith it's impossible to please God or to, or to attain anything the good thing that God has for us and one way that we, we will stay encouraged is if we stay in the assembly of God's people it's amazing to me how when people in the world want to do something they have no problem getting together you bring the liquor, I bring the weed, I bring the top paper. <laughs> Come on now. And no mind saying, oh man, yeah, yeah, man, it's all, you know. But when we come in the kingdom, we get, we get to be thinking, my fault no more. When God says, not only, and I'll, I'll read it right here, but where God sees unity, he commands a blessing to flow. And so it behooves us as like-minded believers if we're following the same Father, we believe in the same Son as Jesus. That's why we call each other. We, we, it's, it's turned into tradition. But that's the reason we call each other brother and sister because we're in the same family. Doesn't matter your family. And sometimes family's gonna fight. Sometimes our family's gonna butt heads. <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, let somebody talk about you. They got a problem. I can talk, I can treat you that way, but they ain't gonna treat you about it that way. Because we got each other's back, amen? And so the scripture says right here, say a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. You got that side, I got that side. You pray, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to fast and seek after God, but I need you fasting after this particular thing. And God said we can get back to back as believers. And we can, and we can, and we can, look, we can look. I remember the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina. The last scene where they said, okay, we're going to go out in the blaze. 
they were back to back. They got they they got strapped down with all them guns, and they said, "Okay, let's go." And they was they was going around like this. It was it was beautiful to see it, even though it was kind of violent, but it was beautiful to see the coordination of it. But when, when but when you back to back, so I got your back, you got mine. Paul even said when he was describing the armor of God, he said, "As a head, the, the the helmet of salvation, the breast the breastplate of righteousness, his feet shot with the preparation of peace, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith." He mentioned everything on the armor of a soldier except for anything covering his back. That means we're not supposed to retreat, and we're supposed to have each other's back. Didn't mention anything about your back because the enemy is never supposed to see your back. He's supposed to see you pressing forward. And see, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple-stranded cord is not easily broken. Somebody, somebody do you three fingers like that. I'm double joining this. I can do all kinds of stuff. But a, but a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. You know what God said? Well, two or three gather together. I'm going to add my power to it. God said, I'm going to show up. So when you join faith with another brother, another sister, and then God gets in the midst, you got a three-stranded cord, and God is binding us together. And the word of God says, as the, as the evil day draws near, he said, we need to gather together even more. Somebody say Connection. We're talking about kingdom connection, just this little segment right here. And we're talking about the power of kingdom connection. Somebody said, tell somebody there's power in kingdom connection. A kingdom connection is this, people of God. It is ordained connections that promote not only God's agenda, but it promotes those who are connected. God said, if y'all get together and you're getting together, if, if it's something that God called you to do, and if it's a need that I can meet to help to promote and get you along, guess what? The kingdom wins, and I'm going to bless both of y'all because y'all are fulfilling my agenda. I tell you all the time, God has a best and interest in you doing well because when you do well, the kingdom does well. Tell somebody, when you do well, the kingdom does well. And so if you are going to promote God's kingdom to flourish, why or oh why would God not withhold the good things of the kingdom from you? You know yourself, if, 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 if you know somebody that's going to promote you, you're going to give them every resource. If you're going to know you're going to benefit in the end, I'm giving you every piece of information. I'm giving you all the details, the background. I'll even give you some money if it's going to help you because at the, at, the at the end of it, I win. And so that's how God is. But we have to sell out. Tell somebody we have to sell out. You have to sell out and say, God, no, no, this is your agenda. And we talked about last week to seek ye first the kingdom. And it's righteous and then all these other things. See, what the devil has had us do in, in, this, in this consumer society, the devil has us reaching after the things first and asking God to sanction what we're reaching for. But God is saying if you seek first the kingdom, then guess what? Your request to him will be kingdom-minded. And he will give you the desires of your heart because your desire is a kingdom desire. He will withhold no good thing. Say, yeah, you know what? I will bless you with debt freedom. If you know that the, that the, debt, uh, that the debt I'm going to free you from and the now, the, the, the now uh, uh, expendable income you have now, that you're going to use some of that to build kingdom. But if you're going to go out there and, 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 and go buy a whole bunch of stuff and, and, put, and have everybody brands on you instead of putting it, why, why would God do that? Come on, y'all. 
He, he's divine, but he, you know, he, he's, got, he's got some sense too. Some things just don't make sense for God to get. If he's pouring, pour, why would he pour the riches of the kingdom if he's not going to get a return on his investment? Amen? Amen? And so he's saying right here that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. I've got an example for you, and I want you to write this down. In, Gen in Genesis, the 40th chapter, it is about Joseph. Everybody knows Joseph. Joseph, Joseph is, 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 is the son that had the coat of many colors, and he was the favorite son of his, of his father. And his brothers, his brothers hated him, and they were jealous of him, and they plotted to, uh, to, to not to kill him, but they wanted to stage it conveniently so he would get killed. You know how people want to do that? They don't want, they don't want to pull the trigger, but they don't want to put you in the line of fire so you can. You ever known people like that? And he ended up being taken in to be a slave. After he, got, after he, after he uh, became a slave, then God, the blessing was still on him. Tell somebody the blessing is still on you, even if you're in a pit. That's a word for somebody. That, a, that the blessing was still on Joseph even though he was a slave even though he was still in a pit the blessing was still at work he was so blessed that even his slave master he, he, he's like man there's something about you ever since, I, ever since you've been in my house my house been blessed I've been prosperous he recognized even the enemy even non-believer recognized the blessing that was on his, on his life and he prospered. And then he eventually made him the head overseer over all that he owned in Potiphar's house. Well, his wife, his wife thought he was cute and tried to make an advance at him. He fled one time. And then she tried to corner him again. And he fled again. But she held, but he, 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 he said, look, take my clothes and everything. I'm gone. And so she accused him of trying to rape her. And he ended up in jail. Have you ever ended up in a tight place? It seemed like a place of punishment for doing good. Anybody ever been there? You did the right thing and they still wrote you up at work. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? You did the right, I mean, people are, people are out there changing documents. They doing all kind of stuff. I'm doing the integral thing and how in the world I'm ending up in your office? Come on now. I know it ain't been only me. But Joseph literally, he literally, man, he, he, he literally did the right thing and ended up in prison. But he did, even and then there were two guys that were in prison with him. There was a baker that was, that was the head baker of all the kingdom, and there was a head butler. And both of them came and said, man, we had these weird dreams. You know how people, I guess I ain't never been in jail, but I guess people just talk about whatever's going on. But, you know, so he's like, man, I had this weird dream. And once I, you know, one of them, I, I, I dreamed that, you know, um, I, I had three things of uh, bread on my head. And then uh, some birds came and ate, ate the bread. What, and Joe said, you, will you mind if I interpret? He's like, yeah. He said, well, man, you know, you're going to end up getting hung and then the birds going to be like feasting off your body. He's like, dog. He said, well, at least I know. And it happened just like he said, right? Well, the other guy was the butler. Somebody say the butler. The other guy was a butler, and he, and he told him, he said, I had this cup from Pharaoh, and, and I ended up giving the cup back to him, and he drank from it. And he said, what does that mean? He's like, you're going to be restored back to a place of access, back to, the, back to Pharaoh. And he said, okay, cool, that's cool. And it happened, tell somebody it happened just like he said. Happened just like he said, and he, then he said, he said, thank you so much. He said, look, just make a promise to me. When you get there, don't forget about me. He said, man, oh man, you know, I got you, man. My man hungry, man. You know, I ain't gonna forget about your dog, me and you. He leaving out the cell, you know. I ain't gonna forget you about your dog. Man, Joseph stayed in that cell for two years. 
Have you ever known way up people, people promise and folk renege on you? And you be like, yo, this is my big break. I'm going to finally get it. This business going to pop off. This contract, you know, all this stuff is going to pop off. And then he said, dog, here I am two years. But then, the, but then the king had a crazy dream, right? He had a crazy dream. He said, he said, king, I don't know about it, but I know a guy who interpreted my dream when I was in jail. And he said, all right, well, let's go get him. Fast forward to the story. He interpreted the dream. He said, look. You're going to have seven years of plenty, going to have seven years of fast, and you need to store this away. He ended up getting elevated to second in command in the kingdom. All because even though he was in confinement, he still, he didn't suppress his gifting. That even he was in a dark place, he was in a place that he did not deserve to be in, yet and still, he didn't have a spirit of self-pity. He didn't have a, 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 a spirit of self-loathing. He didn't have a woe is me attitude but he let his gift flow, even in confinement. That's a message for somebody today. Don't let your surroundings suppress your gifting. Don't let what circumstance you may be in, be in dictate what you let flow out of you because the kingdom of God is within you and it needs to flow out of you. No matter what situation you may be in, some of you may have to go into a doctor's office or into a treatment center, but wherever you are, let the kingdom flow. Some of you may have to go out and be falsely accused, got to go down to court. But wherever you are, let the kingdom flow. Because God, the steps of a good, how many believe you a good man, good woman? Well, that means your steps will be in order. That even in the fiery furnace, God ordered your steps to be in there. Meaning it's for your good and it's for kingdom good. Somebody put your hands together that God is working it out for you. Well, you might ask, Pastor Tony, what in the world has got to do with kingdom connections? If it had not been for his willingness to let his gifting flow, he would not have been, it would not have been a blessing to the butler and the butler was the kingdom connection. The, the butler was the kingdom connection. And so the devil tries to give us, us a spirit of discouragement. The devil tries to give us a, a, a spirit of, man, I'm going through, I ain't got no time to be, I, I'm doing all I can to get through myself. I ain't got no time to be an encourager for you. But don't you know what you make happen for somebody else? It's a seed being sown so God can let it happen for you. I've known some people that they, they uh td jace one time he was he, he deals with a lot of you know high profile people and it was a retired athlete and he was saying you know a lot of times after they after the lights stop flashing and their name get out of lights a lot of professional athletes go through depression because all their life from high school pop warner and all that stuff they've been the man and all of a sudden the calls stop, the advertisement stop, and all that stuff. And so a lot of them go through depression. And so uh, Bishop Jakes told him, he said, what I want you to do for two whole weeks, I want you to go down to the, ch to the children's, to the equivalents like Brenner Children's, and just go there and, then, and, and just spend time with them and make them happy. You know, within those two weeks, he came back and told, he said, I've, I've, he said, I've never been more happy in my life because he was a solution for somebody else. Rather than soaking in his despair and soaking woe is me and, and, and I should have saved my money better, he used, the re, he used what he had to make a difference in somebody's life. 
And I'm telling you today, people of God, kingdom connection is where our next level of what God wants to take us. I believe that God put it. He put everything in us, what we need, but he always leaves something out so that we're going to trust another person. So that we'll trust him and we'll trust somebody else. Tell somebody, you need people. You need other people. And so he, he, he said, he said, you know, and so, and this is a quote I have for you right here, that no matter how gifted and called you are, you cannot make it to your destiny alone. Joseph was, I mean, he was a dreamer. He was the one that God's favor was on him. But he could not make it to his destined place alone. He needed somebody else. So tell somebody, you need somebody else. I want to show you a picture of this, and then we're going to move on to the next topic. And the other two, we're going to move on very quickly. I'm going to show you a picture of these trees. Anybody ever been out to California and seen California redwood trees? California redwood trees are one of the wonders of the, of the world. They can grow as high as 350 feet high. They're up there now. They can grow as high as 350 feet high, y'all. Yet and still, the miracle of it, their roots are only six feet deep. Now, we know from building skyscrapers that the deeper you go down, the higher you can build up. But the, the, but, but the, miraculous, the miraculous thing about the redwood trees is that they never grow alone. Within, even though they only grow six feet down, they always grow together and they connect with the other trees. And the fact that they're connected gives them the strength that when wind comes by, when storms come by, when all these things that would blow them over, because y'all know good, anything that can grow 350 feet high and only got six feet deep in roots, that thing typically tips over. But it's through their connection that they're able to grow high. And I believe that God gives examples in nature that are right in front of us. That if my people would get together and if we would connect, I don't have everything. But there's something that where I'm lacking that you got, my brother. I may be a person that can speak eloquently. But I need encouragement when the lights are off. And if God has given you a spirit of encouragement, I need that out of you. I don't need you to sit on that gift. Some of you guys are enormous people that are encouraging people that, that have, have the ministry of helps in you. Everybody want to talk about these big gifts, the prophesying gifts and this. But do you not know if it wasn't for somebody? Look, look, Jesus could not have had an upper room if somebody would, uh, for, for them to, to gather in, if somebody would not have offered their room up. Y'all understand? And so whatever your gifting is, let it flow. The body needs it. Look somebody in the face and tell them the body needs your gifting. The body needs your gifting. The way that you can organize things. The way that you can, you, you've got vision. You can walk in the room and you can see things. The way that you encourage it. Some of y'all can just cook good. Tell somebody that's a gifting. The body needs what you have, people of God. Well, I believe that we are all redwoods. We are all sequoia trees. And the more we connect, the higher we all can go. And the next thing is kingdom growth. Somebody say kingdom growth. Uh, 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 third John, the second chapter says this. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper 
and be in health even, even as your soul prospers. It is Jesus' desire to, not only that you prosper, but first the prerequisite, he wants your soul to prosper. Tell somebody, my soul must prosper. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect. God wants you to prosper there first because when you prosper there, you know how to handle the prosperity, the tangible prosperity that he gives you. Amen? Anybody ever seen somebody that got a whole lot of money but didn't have a whole lot of sense? The blessings of the Lord make you rich and out of no sorrow. Money only amplifies, prosperity only amplifies, prominence and position only amplifies what's already on the inside of you. People say, oh, when he got that money, he changed. No, he didn't. The volume got turned on on what was already in their hearts. Amen? So that's the reason God said, I want you to prosper in your soul first, and then that makes you eligible for all the other things I want to prosper you in. Amen? Amen? And so we're talking about kingdom growth. Somebody say kingdom growth. One thing I'm reminded of with kingdom growth, I'm reminded when, you know, I had three, they're not small children, they're growing up now, but they were 12, 10, and 7, right? And I, and I remember when we started going within the, to the pediatrician, and we go in and they had a growth chart and they see where they are. The three main things that they all talked about is their nutrition. They asked what their eating habits, how they're eating, are they, are they getting balanced diet, are they, uh, uh, are they drinking milk for calcium, are they getting the necessary fat, or the lipids and all those things. They asked about nutrition. Somebody say nutrition. God's, God told me, he said, he said it just like it takes for that child to grow, they need nutrition. And, and then he said, nutrition spiritually is important. Not only what you eat, but how often you're eating it. Amen? And the variety of the things that you eat. If you got a child that's just eating ding-dongs and, 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 you know, and eating, eating nabs, they're not going to be a healthy child. But if they're eating greens and they're eating fruit and they're eating, you know, and, and, and they're getting water, not just drinking juice all the time. Tell somebody, balance. And so what God impressed upon me, he said, son, I want you to make sure. He said, you, you've been feeding my people well and you've been exposed. He said, but I want you to turn up the dial on the nutrition that, people, that the people of God are eating. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the spiritual things, but we're going to talk about life application things. We're going to talk about things that, that are going that are, that are to promote your growth. Amen. Tell somebody we need nutrition. Also, the next thing that a doctor would tell us about their activity level. Say, make sure they're getting outside and they're playing for at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day. Or uh, they're getting a, a re reduce their screen time. Because how I many you know children these days, they spend more time in front of a screen, whether it's a phone, whether it's a computer, whether it's a TV, so they need to get outside. That's why childhood obesity is going through the roof because kids have traded that time that they used to play outside. And, you know, and, and, and now they're uh, in front of a screen. You'll put them outside and they're standing at the door. When can I come back in? Like, wait a minute, that's, that's backwards. They're standing at the door like, it's hot out here, you know what I mean? But the, doc, but, but the doctor asked about exercise. Somebody say exercise. So not only was, and if that applies in the natural, it applies in the spirit. That we can't just get fat on the word. We have to exercise what we learn and what we know. Somebody say exercise. We got to exercise our faith. If we're going to be teaching on charity and love, we need to make that our mission this day. The way that this word is really going to get sown in my heart is that I actively exercise it. We're talking about exercising our faith on forgiveness, 
or whatever it is. That the word comes to remind us to take an action step. Amen. Amen. So the word of God also talks about that we must that, that, that we must exercise. And then, and then the last thing that the doctor asked about, not only your nutrition, not only you exercising, but is the child getting proper rest? Somebody say rest. Not only rest in the physical, but are you resting in God's word? <laughs> Come on, hunt somebody, tell, tell somebody, you need to rest. You need to rest in his word. If God said you heal, you need to rest in it. If the God said, I am Jehovah Jireh, I'm the provider, don't worry about it. Tell somebody, rest in it. Woo. So not only you got to eat the word, you got to exercise the word. But after you finish exercising, you got to sit down and you got to rest in it. That God, I don't know how you're going to work it out. I don't know how you're going to provide, but I know you are the provider. And so I rest in you. I rest Oh, oh, the, the word of God talking about that we should labor to rest. That, that I shouldn't work to work. I should work and muster all my faith so I can get to a place of rest. Resting in the completed work. Your healing that you need, the provision that you need, tell somebody it's a completed work. All you have to do is rest in it. Amen. And so, and so those things God said that those are the things that we're going to do that's going to promote growth. When we start not only eating the word of God, but we eat balance. We can't just eat faith, 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 faith and, and, and the gate works. Because faith without works is dead. We can't just be seeking after, after fruit, 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 fruits of the spirit. But fruits, or, or, or better yet, seeking after the gifts, gifts, gifts without the fruits, fruits, fruits. How about that? Because I've seen some evil prophets before that can't speak to nobody. You can say, does say the Lord, but you can't say hello. You cannot operate in gifts, true giftings, without fruits. Amen? So, so not only are we going to eat the word of God, but we can't have a pet thing that this is my thing, this is all I eat. Well, like I say, if you just eat ding-dongs, yeah, you eating, it'll keep you alive, but, it, but not for long. You won't be healthy. And we want to be healthy Christians. We want to be vibrant Christians that in every area of our life, what I call a 360 approach, every area of your life, prosper. That's, that's, your, that's your substance and being health even as your soul that's, by, that's body, mind and spirit the last thing is kingdom building somebody say kingdom building we talked about connecting we talked about growth and now we're talking about building and, and, and in Nehemiah in, in Nehemiah that, that's, that's the builders that, 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 that's the builders uh, uh, book in the Bible in Nehemiah the first chapter the third verse he says and Nehemiah heard that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and burned with fire. And guess what, y'all? He began to weep. I believe and I'm praying for that God gives us a burden for the kingdom of God. That, yeah, there are other things going on. Going on but look at, look at the state of the body in the kingdom of God. We are not as prominent as we should be. If we are the answer for the, world, what the, for the problems of the world, then we should be at the forefront of what God is doing. We should be the answer. They should run to the church to say, come pray about this. What are y'all's thoughts about this? Hey, here's this grant money. Y'all could do it better than we ever could. 
Y'all see what I'm saying? The kingdom should be at the forefront because we do have the answers. Amen. Y'all believe you have the answers? Amen. And so Nehemiah began to weep because of this, because of the repair of the kingdom, the state of the repair of the kingdom. But in the second chapter, he said this. So uh, uh, second chapter 17, he says, so Nehemiah rallied the people and said, you see the distress that we are in now, how Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And that's my call today. I'm, I'm making a call out to people. Don't you see the state that the world is in? And the, and the miraculous thing of it, Nehemiah made it doable. He told each family, I want you to take care of this section that's right in front of your house. And if you take care of your section and your neighbor takes care of your section, he said, I don't need you to do the whole wall. Tell somebody, you ain't got to do it all. But there is a section that God has assigned to your hands. Nobody's asking you to preach, drive the van, teach the children, <laughs> call visitors. But God has given you a gifting for the body to advance. Amen. The other thing he told them, he, to, he, he, uh, he, he, uh, he appointed families to sections of the wall not, according, not only according to what their family did but according to their talents and their giftings tell somebody you have tools you have tools I want to show you two things and then we're, we're about to dismiss so we can go ahead and we can take these action steps I want to show you two things one is a, a, a construction um, tool a bulldozer that's up here now this thing is kind of like an earth mover, right? It is a tool of construction. Somebody say construction. But look at the tool. I, I want to show you, this is what happened in my neighborhood. They're doing some things where the state is buying some properties, a long story. But what the, what the, what, what the state is doing rather than renting that house out, this is what they're doing to it. Y'all show the other picture. This is the same thing and it's being used not for construction, but destruction. Somebody say destruction. The same thing that, that is used to move dirt and to, and, to, and to build up infrastructure and to build up a foundation so something to be built on can also be used to tear things down. So my question to you with the tools that God has given you, are you constructing? Or are you destructive? God said, I gave you those things. I gave you those giftings. I gave you those talents to be a builder. You ain't got to build a whole wall. But you are responsible for what's according to your gifting. And even it's just laying a couple of bricks. Because here's the other thing how the devil tries to stop the, the kingdom of God from advancing. Wearing the people who are doing something out. And each joint supplies. Have anybody ever had something wrong with your knee? And you overcompensate with the other leg? And it ends up hurting your back? 
is because in other area, the body tries to over to compensate for what's lacking in it, but it throws something else off because God gave you the balance of both needs to do what they're supposed to do. And the body will try to adapt, but it will come at the cost of something else being hurt. Can I tell you this? We are all a part of God's body. You may be a toe, you may be an elbow, you may be a nose, you may be an eyebrow. But let your eyebrow be missing. You're going to look mighty crazy. Amen? You know what I'm saying? So whatever part you play, when you don't do it, the body suffers. And there's one word I want to leave with you. Reciprocity. Somebody say reciprocity. That means that I'm going to feed what's feeding me. And anything that does not feed or gives or yields something to the, to the environment that's around it, it's called a parasite. It's called a leech. And God so loved the world that he did what, y'all? He gave his only begotten son. So we, we want to challenge you today, and I'm finished, and I pray you were blessed today. I know it was a little instructional and all those things, but it was just, it was just a peer and a peek into where God has taken us. And it's about us growing. It's about us connecting. And then it's about us building together. And all of us is tied to connection. Tell somebody, I'm connected to you. And when we're connected, we can build together. And guess what? Just like those sequoia trees, we can grow together. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message. And we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world. <laughs>